Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty, joined once again by just Faye. Faye, how's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I'm good. I feel like I've had a nice, like, relaxed week of not, like, loads of wrestling. I'm really sad that I couldn't get to all the wrestling. But it's been nice to kind of have a have a breather. Yeah, well. sometimes you've just got to like, because like it got it's getting to a point that like I'm I'm doing a lot of wrestling the next couple of weeks and it's getting to a point now where I'm starting to feel a bit like I I struggled. I'm mean, not because it was bad, but I like I like struggled to watch Rampage this week just because I was so there was so much other wrestling in my life. Yeah, and I think yeah, taking a bit of a step back sometimes and and maybe just saying ah oh, you know what I might not go to that show because I'm a bit knackered and like yeah I don't think I'll enjoy it and like yeah just just focus on yourself and like yeah have a nice relaxing weekend which I seem unable to do for some reason yeah I went and saw Puss in Boots oh how was that it was fantastic it's all hand drawn so it was a bit like Spider-Verse oh nice in that that sense some people have said it's like the best thing since Shrek 1 from like that team Um, see I really really loved um, Rise of the Guardians oh right okay um, but not a lot of people love that movie, and I do. I thought you were going to say Shrek 2. Isn't that the one with Justin Timberlake? No, is that... Is... He's Prince Charming. Is that Shrek 2 or Shrek 3? I can't remember. Oh, he's not Prince Charming. Just he's Tim- in, like, Swe- He's in like Shrek 3 or 4, but he's not Prince Charming. You sure? Positive. All right. I, I had in my head he was Prince Charming. I've, I've, I watched all the Shrek films in, like, the space of about two weeks. Um... About five so it's hard ago. to distinguish. Yeah, like, so they all kind of blur into one. So. Well, this Puss in Boots seems to set up a Shrek 5, which I'm hoping for. Oh, right, so. okay. Even though Shrek 4 was called Shrek Forever After, which, you know, now they're kind of doing that never-ending story, sort of, you know, or like Final Fantasy era, of like where we can just hang on, this is what you tell us is. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy is well-loved, so maybe Shrek thought, hey, we could do that. Shout out, Final Fantasy shout out to where Kenny Omega's Crisis Core jacket he was wearing. Oh, BT was so good this week. Yeah. Beautiful nerd, Kenny Omega. I fucking love him. Oh, the best. And him doing like the fucking dad basketball, like just passing it around his stomach and like nearly dropping it was, oh. Yeah. And the, 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 bit, right, to... the bit right at the start where they're like, where Matt's like, yeah, we've just been told to be quiet because they're shooting a pro <laughs> next door, uh, but we're not being quiet. And then Tony Schiavone just walks in and gives them like fucking evils. Like stop it now! <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. I love, I love everything about. I'm so glad the, the books and getting your back and just like yeah. chilling and hanging out. Yeah. And being stupid. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Um, right, we should probably talk about a bit of wrestling. Um, yeah. I've got some live. Well, so we should talk about the live wrestling that I, that you were going to go to. I did go to. Um, yes, I want to know all about it. I think it's still happening because it was the most late-running show I've ever been to in my entire life. Well, I was really confused because Leon Gray put on 
But on Twitter, is Sov Pro still going? And I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, no, not like the company. I mean, like, is the show still on? Because yeah. it was it was taking <laughs> that long. Uh, I think like so. I think ev- I mean right before we before we um before we get into the details of the show, it was a really fun show. Um, I got my tickets. They did an offer for tickets for a tenner of the new year. Um, ten pound for what they gave us is fucking lunacy because it was so much wrestling. It was like you know, um, you know that bit in The Simpsons where Homer's in hell and they're feeding him like all the donuts in the world. Yeah, it was yeah. it was kind of like that, but the wrestling version. So it's like here's, oh. just, here's just all the matches ever, and like just have them all. Um, it you was... want the UK indie scene? Here it is. <laughs> exactly, just have everything. Um, <laughs> so positives, uh, it was really well put together. Um, like Manchester, have you been in Manchester Academy? I'm sure you have yes. at some point. So it was they had a full size ring, which was kind of cool. Was it the Ritz or the Academy? No, no, the Academy on Oxford Road, like right the way down Oxford Road. Academy One. I don't think I have been to that one. I mean, it's just a big old, big ass room, basically. But yeah. it, you could have a full size ring in it and still have five rows of chairs either side and space for standing at the back. That's amazing. Which was really cool. Uh, so the setup was awesome. Slight criticism, because um, we were sat like facing the ramp. The lights were over the ramp, and so every time they like lifted the lights up, it just shone directly in our faces. So oh no, we had to like after like no. two matches, we had to like stand up and go and stand at the back because it was we could getting light shining in your face. Yeah, and you could tell because like if 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 you have seen any videos on like Twitter or nothing, but like. Both the side, like banks of chairs, were just full of people, and the, the one like opposite the ramp had like five people sat in it. By the end of like, after, so like, I was three really matches. worried when you guys showed me that photo, like, and I saw a few photos like that. I was like, oh my god, has no one, has no one gone? Oh like, no, it was it was really well attended. It was just like there was just light pissing in everybody's eyes, like it, yeah. from that where all the photos were taken from. Because like the merch stand, we were like stood in front of the merch stand, and then like it was like some very sparsely attended chairs because the lights were there, and then but like around the side it was just like packed full of people. It was it was great. Um, yeah, like you said, the, the the actual card was really really good. It was stacked. Um, obviously, the the downside was the time management. It did run over. Um, it was supposed to be four till eight. It started at twenty five to five because there was like issues of everyone getting in on time because they were the, the academy. They Apparently, the trains were really slow as well. I don't, well, we like... we got we got there like super early because we went to Hatch and got Palmer. Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously. As, as is tradition. Um, well, I got Palmo and then the Palmo place. As soon as I ordered, the Palmo place got so busy, they closed the kitchen and just accepted the oh, orders. So no. I was the only one who got Palmo. So Joe was fuming. Wow. <laughs> Joe can get it whenever he wants, though. Exactly. Like... Um, so, so we got them plenty of time. Um, but they started late and they um, all the matches went super long. The matches were like, like 15, 20 minutes each, which was good. If you know, all those classic matches. But it was, um, but yeah, the, the, some of the matches probably went a little bit too long, and every match was preceded by a like a five-minute promo video, like they would do, like a video movie. package. Yeah, yeah, and then mm. most of the matches had some either mic time before the match or like an angle after the match, or something along those lines. Sometimes so... you just need a match that's and then a match, don't you? Like that's where um some of that ones with like big production value, um. You get that a bit too much, so I think sometimes simplicity. Yeah, and good. I see, I see what they're going for, and I don't want to single anyone out and say like, "Oh, such and such didn't deserve like a bit of time on the mic," because everyone did, and like, yeah, of course. I don't want to say like, "Oh, this 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 match didn't deserve promo time, or this match didn't deserve like a, a, a post match segment," because it didn't. It was all it was all all of it felt 
like in its moments felt like it belonged there just when you yeah. add it all together it made the show go stupidly long so as a result because i had a pre-book train ticket i ended up missing the last three matches so i didn't see so with apologies for this review i did not see sam gradwell versus brady phillips i did not see joseph connors versus simon miller and i did not see uh collective versus rj singh and the models however i've not uh, from a few things that were going on on twitter today i think one of the things shy horror said was that he's th- he's looking at a way to basically give everyone who bought a ticket a copy of the vod so they can watch <gasps> anything they missed amazing which if they do that that's does that really, mean really... that i also get to watch it when you, you get I mean, it you bought a ticket so you will also get a get a copy yeah i i, I won a ticket. <laughs> well, you have a ticket you have a ticket you have a ticket you're on you're on the list i don't know so. my name was yeah i was about to say my name was on a list yeah so yeah there you go so unless be, it's chossy it's fine that'd be super cool <laughs> um so to talk about what i actually did see at the show then um we'll, we'll run through the card super quick um I don't want to take forever on this, like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> so we started out with the Sovereign Six Scramble match. So this was an old school like title scramble. So this was six women for the, the women's title. And it was a 20 minute time. It was everyone coming in two, like two minutes apart from each other. And it was a 20 minute time limit. And whoever had the pinfall at the end of the time limit was the champion. That sounds chaotic. So it was like, you know, they used to do for like the hardcore matches back in the Attitude Era yeah. and stuff like that with like Crash Holly and all that nonsense. So mm-hmm. it started out, this is amazing, started out, Lizzie Ever was the first one out. My best uh, girl. And instead of coming out to like her normal entrance music, so a picture of Jurgen Klopp came up on the screen. Papa Klopp. You'll Never Walk Alone started playing. And then it just came up on the screen in big red writing, Manchester's a shithole. <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> and then it was like a picture of um, a picture of Alex Ferguson. It was like Ferguson was overrated. Like a picture of Sergio Aguero. Aguero was shit. And then like um, a picture of like the Gallagher's. It was like uh, Oasis or a Beatles tribute band. So I love this idea, right? That Lizzie Evo put this together herself on her own computer, and then gave them a DVD or a USB, and was like, "Don't watch it; it's a surprise." Just, just playing it, it's fine. So then Lizzie comes out, <laughs> new gear. She has like black gear, like really, really. Lovely. I saw this on Progress. It's really mm, pretty. Really nice gear. Um, then she wiped her ass with the United top, and like threw it at the camera. On she was getting like nuclear heat. It was so good. Um, she was just like screaming at like the fans as well. It was amazing. Um, was. But it was really funny because like they went out, they announced like Lizzie Ever from Liverpool and like, everyone booed her and like, you know, chanting like, you know, um, like you Nick Mysterio and stuff like that, or like the oh, usual anti scouts and stuff. Yeah. And then they announced like the next person that was Harley Hudson and they announced like also from Liverpool and then Harley came out and everyone just started cheering because everyone just loves Harley anyway. She's just a murder pixie, isn't she? Harley also had new gear, which was awesome. Uh, new zebra prints, like a weird, like sort of cubic thing. Ooh, um, okay. I didn't realize her mum makes her gear, which is just amazing. Her mum's lovely. I've spoke to her at TNT shows. She's really nice. What a talented family! Like, you know. Yeah, like oh, the whole package. Yeah. So Lizzie, so Lizzie and Harley started off. Um, just before the next entrant came in, Lizzie got a pin on Harley by rolling her up with her uh, trunks. Uh, so, Liz- so Lizzie was the current winner. Then I think it was Lucia Lee out next. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was awesome. She had a bottle of water and she was trying to get everyone to stay hydrated. Um, and Lizzie booted oh. it out of her hand because she's a terror. <laughs> uh, Lucia Lee, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if, uh, if this is a weird fact. Lucia Lee, the only woman to not hold a pinfall at any time during this match. 
Aww. She came close a couple of times, but she never quite managed it. Uh, next out was Tonga. Tonga got a big cheer. She's she's awesome. Yeah, she's she's big in Manchester though because she, she does big. like she's like Odyssey and stuff, doesn't she? As yeah, well? like... she's, she's big in Manchester. Uh, she was great. She came in. Uh, Mercedes Blaze came out next. I don't think I've seen Mercedes Blaze. First time I've ever seen it. Really enjoyed her. Uh, she was really really good. And then last out was Ellie Taylor. I've seen L.A. Taylor. Well, she's one of... Um, she is Lana Austin's, like, heavy agency in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I, I think I've seen her in TNT at some point. She just well, beat the shit so. out of everyone. Was it amazing? Yeah. So you had, like, her and Lucia Lee having, like, a hoss fight. Then you had, like... Um, I think Harley just, at one point, just yeeted Lizzie into the ring post on the outside. It was, it was. Nuts. Can we have was... that as a match? Like now, can we, can we, like, <laughs> can that be a thing? Um. So yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really good. It was, it was a really like fun format as well. Because like once, well, by the time the last like entry came in, there was about ten minutes left on the timer. So there was ten minutes of just all these women just going mad, like trying to get pins. It, it flipped around loads. Uh, Harley was 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 the one a couple of times. Like I said, everyone had a pin except for Lucy Ailey. Um And then Ellie Taylor got one towards the end. And then right at the end, with like 15 seconds left, um, Harley just absolutely murdered Lizzie. Went for the pin. And like two and a half, Ellie Taylor just threw, came over and broke the pin up as like they counted oh down God. from 10 seconds. And like that was it. There was no time left then. And uh, <sighs> yeah, Ellie Taylor. A card to finish. <laughs> it was. It was like proper like Kenny, Kenny Okada. It was great. Um, so yeah, so Ellie Taylor won. Um, she looked, yeah, she looked great. She was, she was, she did really well. I mean, everyone in that match yeah. did really, really well. It was great. Um, and yeah, really, really fun. Ellie Taylor is the women's champion, which is great. Uh, next up, you had Thatcher Wright, had a guy who I had no idea who he was. He came out with a Union Jack flag with Margaret Thatcher's face on it. Oh no! Yeah, and a copy of Thatcher's oh. autobiography. I mean, that obviously there was a massive like fuck the Tories chance. And everything. Did you see funny. Danny Proper's shirt? Well, that's what, what it all. Th- this is what it all comes from. So he's oh, out. He's okay. out. He's out. He's out giving this big spiel about how like he's gonna like improve Manchester and all this and like you know how like the Tories are great and Thatcher's great and um, Danny Proper's music hits and so Danny Proper and Uncle Ryan come out the banter bus. Oh, the boys. Yeah, um, Danny Proper's got a JD sports bag full of cans of Carlin. <sighs> No strong, yeah. no dark fruits. No, no dark fruits today. No, in, on home turf, you drink a colon, apparently. Um, <laughs> and Uncle Ryan's got a giant towel of Towley from South Park. For some yeah. reason. Why not? Yeah, they give um, they give Thatcher Wright. Uh, so I think it's like there's one of the for some reason one of the sponsors of the um, of the show was like a, a water, based, like male sex toy. Called, wow. like a bath, called like a bath mate or something. It's something you add water to and then stick your dick in it or something. Uh, and they, wow. gave, they gave Thatcher right one of them and said it's a penis pump and he and he needs it because he's he's got small dick energy. Can I just say I'm very glad that I didn't bring Matthew to this show. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't they didn't like explicitly. It wasn't like you know it was just like a a, a sort of plastic contraption thing. You couldn't explicitly tell that it was a sex toy. Um, <laughs> so then, so then they, they basically they're, they're sort of fucking around, and then they introduce Tom Thelwell, who's like obviously going to come out and do Tory murder. Yeah, and Tom he's Thelwell, super over. Yeah, he yeah. It's so weird seeing like Mancunian <laughs> or like the members of Mancunian be like super baby faces. But the thing is, as well though, is that Tom Tom was like super over in TNT, like just before he got to the. 
the um, the Ultra X belt. Like mm. she was like everyone's hero. Uh, so he came and... out and he yeah they were doing they he was doing Tory murder, and then um... I'll let him off then. Danny proper like took his open because like we were chatting fuck the Tories and he was like oh you've ruined it now and he, I had this t-shirt and everything and he, he unzipped his jacket and he had this fuck the Tories t-shirt on I'm gonna buy one that it looks amazing and it's like it's like um, Happy Mondays colours on yeah. the smile as well it's so good he they sold out in about 15 minutes Joe Joe and his brother bought one each and then like they just sold out so quick he's put on Twitter though if you want one um, yeah you can buy it off you can buy it off his website and he'll just do another yeah. print one basically yeah um, mm-hmm. so go onto Danny Proper's Twitter and uh, buy a Fuck the Tories t-shirt and yeah and also his Sega t-shirt as well because that is awesome yeah he's got such I good love merch his Sega t- he really has <laughs> he I love Danny Proper he took a picture with Jay after this after this segment and he just looked like so like nonplussed to be on a photo with Jay Oh, he knows. He knows us. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, Lance a... also looked equally, equally nonplussed as well, which I love. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lance was trying to. So we, we we bumped into Lance when we were uh, we were at the bar getting a drink, and this is like just before the show started. Lance walked past us, and he he came over and said hi, and he was like pointing at my VGS shirt, and I was like, "Where's where's why aren't you wearing my shirt?" And I was like, "Mate, yours is in the wash. Got to wear this one." And then um, Jay was like, oh, "I need to get one of your shirts," and Lance was like, oh, "I've got some in the car if you want. Uh, come and see me after the show." I love that. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like I'm gonna end up having to buy another land shirt, but I keep telling he's got this amazing shirt, right? And it's the Joy Division album cover, but it's his face. Mm. It's so good. And I don't think he's ever made it again. Lance, if you listen to this, <laughs> please, please make that shirt again and I will buy three of them. I there think I've are. seen someone wearing that at Wrestle Island, to be fair. Oh, I want yeah, it so bad. It looks, it looks so good. So right, so anyway, we'll move on. Um yeah, so I think basically what, they, what they're setting up there is that Tom Thurwell's going to fight this statue right guy at some point, I guess. Good. Um, Excellent. Yeah, which, is, which is fine. Um, next up, what was next? It was... I'm trying to go over the card and read out what was probably next. I think it was the 87 versus RPD and H.T. Drake. Oh, so the 87 is Warren Banks and who was... Which it was one of Warren the Banks. It was, um, it was Roy Johnson and some other guy. Big wavy Roy. Yeah. Um, so this was really fun as well. Um, Hasty Drake just got bodied for most of the match. Like RPD was like the big hot tag. RPD, RPD did some mad shit. He did like a, he did like a, he was he did flippy stuff. What? No. I know. Like RPD, every time I see him, <laughs> it's like every time I see him wrestle, I'm like I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> when he just does something really cool, I'm like, oh shit! How good is this guy? Like he, he can do everything. Why? Why? Why has it been like this long? Why are you a boxer? Like, why, why aren't you a wrestler all the time? Uh, oh, that's what I need to talk about. Oh, did I have I gone out of order here? No, we'll, we'll talk about something. Else. We'll talk about something. Else. I think I've gone out of order, but it's fine. Um, yeah, because I think I think there was in the match before this, which is why this match felt a bit not off, but it, it, the crowd couldn't quite get the get into it as much as they could because of something that happened previous. Anyway, but it was still a really fun match. Really, really good. Um, one thing that really surprised me about this match was RPD got pinned like clean. Insane! Like you, so I saw that message in the Discord and I was like, "No, what?" And I so mean, when I say, when RPG, I say he got when like, I say he got pinned clean, like the finish was just um, Roy Johnson falling on RPD's face, <laughs> <laughs> which, which to be fair is probably enough to put you down. Roy Johnson is great though, and I hope to see him in TNT at some point. Like he was, he was so good. Like the uh, the eight seven, the eight seven was so so good. They, I really this enjoyed This is the them. thing. I love Warren Banks, and I've seen loads of. So I've never seen 
big wavy Roy like fight myself, but I've seen like video clips and videos on on Twitter because my thing's always full of the eighty seven anyway. Mm. And I'm just like, why aren't they here? Like, why aren't they up here doing doing stuff in? Well, TNT? now Warren, Warren's coming back to Wrestle Island. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, so maybe you never know. Maybe I mean every next time there's like a tag thing in TNT, I want. H7 to be in there because fuck me yeah. they were really good it also mm-hmm. it was nice to see HT Drake get a run out as well um, he's a really nice guy and I once made him a coffee when he was setting up the um, the ring in the brewery and he was very polite and very nice and then we so, saw him get injured like not that long after that yeah and then I also I saw him driving into the love of wrestling in a van to pack the ring up when we and Neil were like taking our bits out after we finished like selling stuff there which was Love and that. he was like he was just, he just there in a big like massive van going alright lads how's it going and we're like oh yeah uh, <laughs> Freddy got injured yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit as well. Uh, that's coming. Um, so anyway, after this match, the lights went out, and this like weird video started playing on the on the the thingy. So the eighty seven, the eighty seven left, and I got. I was like, that's weird. Why are why are RVD and Hasty Drake just stood in the middle of the ring? That's kind of odd. And then this video started playing, and Rory Coyle came down. Oh, okay. Um talking about all this this and that and like he wants to make create violence and all this and he was like he basically was like the joker in batman he was like oh yeah we're gonna have like we're gonna have like open casting there's only one path and at that like hasty drake just dropped through his knees and low blowed rpd <gasps> oh my god and then um rory coyle gave him hasty drake his photo his camera and was like make sure you get a good shot of this and then he hit rpd with a videotape and like all bits of video exploded everywhere which was, ah, which love was it. great so yeah I so hope that's, he comes that... back to tnt i i, I is, enjoy is, seeing that is he in no is, is he no he's not in doa is he i hope he comes but yeah he had, he had a banger match with um with clint last doa that was amazing all the red mist was amazing wasn't it like it just makes the best visual yeah uh so yeah so that was fun uh before this match and the reason why i think the crowd was sort of struggling to get up for this match we had Endicara versus leon slater yes and there is probably very little doubt now that leon slater is one of the best wrestlers in the uk if not the world yeah i mean at some point he kind of has to wrestle Will Ospreay, I think, just for like... <laughs> yeah. So Will Ospreay, right, has issued an open challenge to UK wrestlers. Yeah, Leon Slater, And Farewell's called him out. A few people like have called him out like from round here. But yeah, 100%. I'm going to tweet that in a minute, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get uh, that. But this match was phenomenal. So Endakara mm-hmm. is like... I mean, I know Leon Slater is tall for his age, isn't he? He's like he's a big lad. He's, he's, like, he's a beanpole, as my mum would say. But Ender Clara, I think he was. I think he was. Ender Clara was like billed at like 150 pounds. Wow. Which is very slight. I was about to say that is like that is like a bag of sugar. <laughs> um, but this was just flippy boy bullshit. It was so much fun. Did they um, turn the gravity off? Yeah, I mean Leon Slater at one point. I don't think Neil had ever seen Leon Slater jump over the turnbuckle before. Mm-hmm. And so when it happened, oh, was that he... the first time that Neil had seen Leon Slater? Possibly, yeah. It's certainly the first time he'd seen him like in a big, like flippy match like this. Mm, okay. um, and he lost his shit when he went over, like only the whole crowd did. To be fair, like when he when he went yeah. over the turnbuckle, it was amazing. Um, really, really fun match. Um, Leon Slater won with a four fifty cent on. What? Oh my god! I can't wait to see. Th- I can't wait to see this. It was oh. ridiculous. Like it was like um like someone said like people were saying like uh, there's been memes on Twitter all day like you know following the on Slater now it's like the hardest job in British wrestling. 
So, so did you see what um um what Tony Wright was it Tony Wright put up on Twitter? Was it and he was like, "You're on it, you're on after Leon," and it was like just like a crying face. Yeah, it was. It's that scene from um, the menu where Nicholas Holt yeah. gets told something by. Yeah, I put yeah. it. I put it. In, I put it in Discord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I've seen it. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you're following Leon Slater, and it's like, oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, so right. So after that match, um, Leon Slater. The lights went out and Leon Slater was still in the ring and this masked figure came into the ring and gave Leon Slater like a metal disc, like a chip. Now, I don't know if I was like seeing things or, like making a, a, a thing in my head. I'm sure, and we'll see it more when we see the VOD because he showed it to the camera and I couldn't really see it very well at the Was it side. a Sovereign? I don't know. I th- I thought it had like CC on the... On the um, on the disc CC. on the middle, like I, so I was, I was thinking, what Crowley? Is that like a Charles Crowley thing? Oh my god! I'm I don't imagine. know. I, I, I don't don't read too much into that. I could have just been making that up. I don't know. We'll, I'll, I'll need to I'll need to watch the, the vod to see it because they they show it to the camera. She gives it to the ref, and the ref showed it to the camera, and they gave it. And he was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck's going on?" So yeah. So once we've watched the vod, we'll do a full review of this. We'll, show, we'll have a full, sure. we'll have a full like fantasy breakdown, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll book it going forward, and then we'll call, yes, call, we'll call up like Sopro and be like, "Yo, guys, this is this is what now needs to happen." We've done it for yeah. You don't need to worry. <laughs> um, right then, following on from that, we had probably the match I was personally the most excited for. <laughs> uh, so like the noise I made when Commander Sterling's entrance video started playing. Cannot be oh described by by it's not human using words that currently exist. Um, <laughs> so Commander Sterling came out to possibly the second biggest pop after Josh Alexander that I heard all night. Oh my god, really? It was insane. Um, so Commander Sterling comes out, they get in the ring, um, they cut this incredible promo about wow. like about being accepted and being heard. And there's a massive crowd chant of "You're accepted," which was like really cool. Aww. It was absolutely beautiful, and they talked about how um, the, someone else who was meant to be in this match didn't want to be in the match anymore because of who they were, and you know that's on them. And then like Shreddy comes out, so Shreddy's music hits halfway through this like lovely, beautiful promo, and of Shreddy course. comes Shreddy comes out with his arm in a sling. Apparently, he broke his shoulder the night before at Odyssey. Oh my god. Or like fractured his shoulder or something, uh, and and then he cuts like he cuts obviously he does this like really like go, like obviously heel stuff. He's saying like oh yeah, you don't deserve to be in the ring with me. You're a joke. You're a freak. All this. I don't want to wrestle you. Wow. And like he's getting like fucking booed. Oh wow, shreddy. <laughs> and then while um while that's happening, who's the other mank guy, Sam? Sam Sam Bailey, Sam Bailey. The, one who case, the one who Casey bodied. Yes, so he runs out and smacks Commander Sterling in the back with like his bum bag or something. Of course, and, with the chain in. Yeah, and then like while like Shreddy's like laughing on the outside, one of the software management crowd like, "Yo, if you want to sneak attack someone, you're gonna fight me in a proper match. Ring the bell." So they do Sterling versus Bailey. And like and, Bailey, and- Bailey starts on the front fourth, but it very quickly turns into a Sterling squash. Good. Which Excellent. is amazing. So you, you, you get like a couple of chokes, you get two choke slams. You get um, Sterling's got this new move where it's like a, 
it's like a sort of side slam, but into like a Sith. It's like it's it's hard to describe. If mm-hmm. it looked like it was gonna be like a backbreaker, but then they just sat right down on it like a side slam. Oh. It was really it was really, really cool. And then they did like a, a sort of rolling just like a forward roll over them, which was really cool. Oh nice. Um, so so Commander Stale and what I've seen of Commander Stale, they are so agile. Like it's so crazy. As, as they self-describe themselves, they are a a thirty nine year old transsexual with a bad back. But but you'd never think from. But, from but the my god, that... my god! If I tried to do half the things they were doing in that ring, I think my knees would just explode and fly off in different directions. <laughs> yeah. So like, Tom, like you, is a massive Commander Stalin fan, and he's shown me their videos, and oh my god, yeah, like they are really impressive. And they've really only been tra- they've only been training for about two years or so as well, like not a long time. Yeah. Trained a bit in America and then moved to the UK, carried on training in the UK. And yeah, it's like it's and it's it, all right. They're not Leon Slater or Robbie X, and they never will be. They don't need to be. But my God, is it? And they are just so entertaining in the ring. It's because it's guess what? They've been on camera for like fifteen years doing all sorts of yeah. nonsense, and so they've got natural charisma. It's like it, they're so captivating on the mic, and yeah, when the when they're running into the corner doing like basically the hoe train on Sam Bailey, you're like, <laughs> yeah, this this is incredible. This <laughs> is what you need. And then uh, finished up with a a big choke bomb. Love that. That would make D'Lo Brown happy. Oh, yes. So, I'm sure yeah. D'Lo Brown would love that. It was it was really really fun, and then I think after that it was the interval, and I actually had the distinction of having a little chat with Commander Sterling during the interval. Got to say hello. Did you cry? I I didn't. I held it together very well. Um, got to got to say hello, shake the hand, just say I was a big fan. How long I've been a fan for, etc. Got a got a little picture with Jay and Joe's brother, who was really sheepish. She was like, um, "Do you reckon I'd be able to like join in that photo with you? If they, is that alright?" And I was like, "Of course!" I can just grabbed them and like pulled them into the photo, <laughs> um, which is really fun. And then, um, Joe's yeah, brother's lovely as well. Hopefully, nothing nothing confirmed, but fingers crossed. They seem really up for it uh, when they get their next because they have their own promotion, um, Spectrum. Uh, so yes. when, whenever the next show gets announced, we're going to hopefully do a little bit of promo for that and maybe get them on the podcast to talk it through it and sort of do a little preview and that stuff like that. That would be amazing. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Um, they seemed really interested. Gave them a sticker. Um, we're going to sort them out, hopefully. Um, are they um, Are they doing? Aren't they meant to be doing a show in Blackpool at some point as well? A Spectrum show. I know that a lot of them are in Sheffield, isn't it? A lot of them in Sheffield, which I have no problem with because I love Sheffield. I've never been. But I, I really they, want to get to a show in Blackpool. They wrestled for PCW in Blackpool because they they yeah. team with Priscilla, don't they? Yes, yes, they do. Um, so that, that's I, I imagine watching Commander Sterling and Priscilla t- tag teaming together in Blackpool would be the greatest experience ever. Yeah, I feel like I just simply cease to exist. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, that was really really fun. Uh, during the interval as well, got to speak to like Leon Slater. Josh Alexander was just wandering around. Um, was he lovely? Josh, I didn't speak to Josh Alexander, but he seemed dead nice. Um, from everyone who he was taking pictures with absolutely everyone. Um, oh, like he, he didn't give a shit. Shreddy was just hanging out by the bar. He re- he remembered he Jay. So cozy. He remembered Jay from the interview, and he was made up that like because <laughs> Jay was saying like after we did the interview with you, like now we're doing like interviews with Effie and like Ali Catch, and that's what got us like off the mark basically. And he was made mm-hmm. up. He was like dead emotionally. He was like, oh, I'm really glad I, you know that helped you. It's so weird that he's so lovely off, off like off camera. He's so he's so sweet. Have you have you ever so have you seen that interview that we did with him? By the way, yes. When, yes. when he's I don't know if it was like 
it, it was on the interview, whether it was before the interview, but like he was asking us like how to change his background on Zoom. She didn't know how to do it. I remember Jay telling me about this and he was in space. He's like, oh, Shreddy's in space. And it's like, <laughs> he was, he's, such a, he's such a lovable goof. He's, but like at the same time, he could murder you by looking at you. So, you know. And he's a massive nerd as well. Like he used to oh, do, yeah. he does like Pokemon videos and stuff on his YouTube channel. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I hope that Shreddy Sterling program carries on because that, that yes. I think they could they could they're both in that sort of like nerd culture like zone, aren't they? So I think they could do some really yeah. fun stuff with that. I think there's some there's a real chance to do some really goofy shit there. Like just have a just have a hardcore match in like a Forbidden Planet or something. Or you know, ah oh, man, let's do like let's do like a Pokemon get Andy on match. the get Andy on the blower and see if you'll do it in um crit. Ah oh, yes, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Um, right, so after the interval, unfortunately, that was the point. I, I didn't get to see much more. I, I had one eye on the clock at this point. So the, the interval was at like quarter past seven. Oh, my God. And, and so it was like, oh, shit. Um, I was there going, is this just the main event left? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, sorry, before the interval even. Before that, there was um, Josh Alexander versus Kez Evans. Yeah, and before I, the I, interval. Yeah, I can't even thought. This was like, this was like the half, like, the halfway point of the show, basically. Um, and this was amazing. I mean, just seeing Josh Alexander was was a thing. It was like, oh, shit. You know, he's... That's wild, yeah. He's a, he's a legit, like, l- like, legit wrestler. He's like a proper, you know, he can go. Uh, Kez Evans was getting horrendously booed because he was not Josh Alexander. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the only reason. Um, but yeah, really fun match. Like, they did everything. Um, the finish was Josh Alexander putting Kez Evans' ankle on the rope, like, jumping on it. Like bending his ankle like ninety degrees, and then putting oh. him in the ankle, putting him in the ankle lock, and immediately tapping him out. Which imagine was if, imagine if Kez Evans has been won that though, and like just been on impact. Like there was there was such a like close finish as well, where uh, Kez Evans like grabbed the ref and like low blow Josh, and then turned around hit his finisher on him, and like pinned oh him, got, like, got like a two point nine, and it was like oh my god, what if that had happened? It, it's so mad when you think about that, isn't it? Like, what if he had won? Yeah. And, like, won an impact belt, like, and he was just on the TV and impact? Uh, yeah, so then after the interval, uh, I didn't really get to watch the match that I was there for because I was, I was, like, sort of checking my phone all the time for the time, so I couldn't really pay much attention. Uh, so I'll have to come back to you when I've seen the video and talk to you about Ian Skinner versus Smashing Mike. Um, Sam Gradle versus Brady Phillips. Collective... And RG Singh versus RG Singh the models. All I know about Collective versus RG Singh and the models is I know after the match or in this part of the finish, uh, Bullet, who we know from Tory Wardlow, Tory Wardlow, <laughs> he turned on RG Singh and the models and joined Collective, and then LA Knight, uh, sorry, LA Knight, LA Taylor joined as well. <laughs> LA Knight, wow. yeah, no, uh, LA Imagine. Taylor joined as well. So they're now like a super faction in in Subpro, basically. Ah, uh, that's gonna be exciting. Do you think they're gonna fight against the Mank Union at some point? I mean, like that. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gutted I didn't get to see Leighton Buzzard again after I saw yeah. Damo eat his soul the other week. <laughs> um, and then the main event was apparently a really good match. I've seen some clips of it today. Uh, Joseph Connors defeated Simon Miller for the for the top pro title. Um, there was a bit where Simon Miller went to run at Joseph Connors and he, Joseph Connors moved up the way and he smashed into the chairs that we were sitting on at the start of the show. Oh my God. So it's a pretty good job we weren't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope Jay moved his bag because that's where I left it. Um... <laughs> Jay's so, got yeah. nothing to worry about. It's fine. Jay doesn't even remember where his bag is now. So yeah, that's up, bro. Um, really, really fun show. Super value, even at £20, which I think it should have cost. Uh, it would have been really good value for money. Only criticisms 
Obviously, it ran a bit long, but it's a second show, so you know it's it's you know they they get better at that. They're trying uh, their best. The lighting was a bit wonky, and again, if you want to be nitpicky, I feel like having nine matches and only one women's match is a little weak sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when Especially... that one when that one women's match is six women all in one match, like you maybe could have spaced it out a little bit, you know. And there's also like there's loads of women on that mm. card as well like that like like you could have had like Lizzie and Harley have a match together like but I understand they wanted to do like something a bit special for the title but surely you could have surely you could have put another women's match on there like after that that was the first match as well so it was literally yeah. the first match and then you had Commander Sterling and everyone else was just dudes yeah yeah would have been good to see him, Commander Stalin. I, I want to see Commander Stalin, Lizzie Ebo, please. Oh, please, yeah. Commander Stalin, if you hardly yeah. do that. Yeah, that'd be too much fabulous in one match, I think. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, but yeah, really, really fun. I'd recommend Sopro mm-hmm. to anyone if you're in if you're in the Northwest and you're looking for a, an, another um, another promotion to check out. Like these are a new promotion. This is the second ever show. So, like I say, they're doing yeah. they're, they're getting most things right. Um, they're probably doing a lot better running after running two wrestling shows than I'd be doing after running two wrestling shows. Put it that way. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too hard on them. So uh, what you yeah. do is you go to the Sov Pro show and you get a Palmo beforehand and you'll be fine. And you get a open return so you can leave when the show finishes. Don't or, do what I did. Or you stay over. Yeah. Or yeah. But don't do what I did and get a, get a time to train to get back thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to finish eight o'clock, I guess, in the poster. Yeah, I, I, I only got myself to blame there, really. Uh, right. We'll have a quick break there, and we'll come back and talk about wrestling on the television. Um, we'll have, to start with, a bit of Placebo, a bit of Kasabian, and a bit of Muse, if you're on nice. uh, Jack's radio. And if not, why not? Get on Jack's radio, listen to it. Exactly. We'll be back in a few seconds. Are you having trouble sleeping or always feel tired? It's time to try Recovery PM and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. The problem with that is, if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place, that melatonin is going to make you irritable. Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium, so you're going to relax and then experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by lack of sleep. Your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and guys, that includes in the bedroom. Did you know that lack of sleep reduces your testosterone by as much as aging 10 years? So upgrade to Recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel. Thousands of people already have and over 85% of them come back for more. So now Jay, I know you have been taking Recovery PM for the past few weeks. Yeah, last uh, ha- three weeks or so. How have you been finding it? Um, I'm honestly finding it really good. Um, I've noticed my sleep's a lot more regular, like a lot more regulated, I should say. Um, I'm not nowhere near as groggy when I wake up. And definitely less that. irritable. Definitely less irritable. Um, <laughs> I'm, again, it's it's benefiting me because I've started a new job and obviously my sleep has drastically changed. Um, Especially like you, I know without without giving too much away, you, you've been working from home, so you've been obviously you've been doing nothing that everyone who works at home does. Where they wake up like ten minutes before they went to start work. Yeah. So well, for you, for not, you being able to wake not up, not today, full hour, mate. <laughs> so for you, like being able to wake up and feel sharp, like straight from the bath, yeah. is is really beneficial. 
Oh, it's awesome. I'm I'm not a morning person at all. I'm terrible at like when I wake up. I'm terrible at kind of like sort of motivating myself to do anything for the first like sort of 10 15 minutes i'm awake yeah so I, really I, 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 I can tell this definitely been working for you because the disco has been a lot quieter at night time with you not shit posting all the time so <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh, so if people want to follow in your footsteps jay and they want to get hold of some of this recovery pm and prove their sleep how can they do it uh go to recoverypm.com and use our code uwp all in caps uh at the checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, you can also use that at LegacySubs.com as well. Um, same code and yeah, 15% off. It uh, really helps the podcast out. Uh, means we can do a lot more cooler stuff that we're kind of like looking at doing um, in the new year. And if you're wondering where Recovery PM comes from, it's um, sort of spearheaded by Nick Aldis, who is yeah. a high, high level professional athlete. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's run Legacy Subs for a number of years now. He really he knows the game. He knows what it's all about. Um, we yeah, had him on an interview as well, and he kind of gave us a bit of a background on the company within the interview. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, go and check that out if you want to learn more. And yeah, get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com. Yeah. Okay, we are back. Uh, we're going to talk then. Is there even any point in pretending to talk about? Did anyone have you watched? Have you? Obviously, why am I asking if you watched any WWE? Um, I have not watched any WWE. I know that Roman Reigns um got attacked by Sammy, and Sammy did a fucking great spear. Yes, but that's yeah. all I know. Yeah, and probably Br- Bray Wyatt promo or something. I'm done. With, with Bray Wyatt, like, no. Was, I feel was... like I've I've spent a long time convincing myself, like like hyping myself up for it. It's like a it's like a slow breakup, isn't it? It's like you know when you have those relationships where you just sort of like you have to admit mm-hmm. to yourself, like, oh no, this is this is actually over. And I just yeah. need to I just need to like get over I need to just get on with it now and physically move away. Like this is like yeah. this is Oh, um Seth Rollins, um not on WWE, but I watched his video on Instagram, and he was like, "I I don't like Logan Paul. Loads of people don't like Logan Paul. Like, well, um, said, my wife same, could beat up Logan Paul." He said the same thing about <laughs> CM Punk, though, didn't he as well? So, man, can we just have Seth Rollins beating both of those guys up? Now? <laughs> just, Seth, just a weekly segment of Seth Rollins just burying someone. Oh yeah, like like I'd be okay with that. Uh, Seth's so like, yeah. I need to be faced really quick. What do I do? <laughs> so, yeah, um, obviously, I think they announced, didn't they, that um, the two Elimination Chamber matches are going to be one. So the men's is going to be for the US title and the women's is going to be for the chance to face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Hasn't Charlotte Flair called out Rhea? I mean, I mean, sorry, Rhea, Rhea, the way Rhea, around. Rhea called out Charlotte, yeah. Because basically yeah. she said like Charlotte came to NXT and Rhea called her out and lost. So now she has to prove that she can beat her. You know, I've only just remembered like the other day that that was a thing. And I it makes so much sense. And I'm excited for it. Because I, I was watching WWE at that point mm. of like, of like, um, watching um Charlotte take the NXT title off Rhea while she was on main roster and I think that really put Rhea on the map. 
as well. Like, yeah, the, the only downside, to, I mean, it's really, it's really, it's a really interesting story. It's a really cool story. I think it's gonna be a really fun matchup mania. The only downside is I'm gonna have to deal with a despondent partner in Sarah when, um, when Rhea beats Charlotte. I mean, I am. I love Sarah, and she knows I do. But I am going to be thrilled. Like I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be unbearable. Can we just say this now? Like I'm getting everything I want at Mania. Seth Rollins is gonna beat the face off Logan Paul, and Rhea Ripley is gonna be women's champ. Yeah, fair. Um, right, should we move on to AEW? Talk about yes. that. That's what that's what we've all been watching. Again, apologies to anyone who watches WWE. We just don't watch it, um, so we can't really talk about it. I know Sarah. Sarah has, like, last week, Sarah gave me notes. She'll probably give me notes again next week now because I've not talked about it enough. Um, yeah, fair. But it's fine. Um, so we started out. This was in Ohio, AEW, this week. That's important because John Moxie's here. John Moxie's here with his dad. Oh, this made me very emotional. And I think if I hadn't read Mox's book, I probably wouldn't be so emotional over it. But I have, so I feel like I partly know his dad. And this is like an arena that Moxie used to work security at when he was a kid. Yeah. And now he gets to like come out to like a, a sold-out crowd who all love him. Um, Paige comes out and Moxie just fucking wellies him. Like, he's got oh. no time. Like, he do- he doesn't want the cowboy shit. He's just like, <laughs> let's, let's, have, let's have murder shit. Let's, let's do that. But yeah, this was... This was amazing. Was this was this like was this no DQ? No, it wasn't. It's just or, that they or, fucking beat the piss out or, of each or, other or, at the or, beginning or, of the match. Or did they just give it a lot of leeway? Because it was just at the beginning of the match, wasn't it? Like they just it, well, it was before it the match started. The it was before the yeah. match started, wasn't it? Yeah, they just went really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Mox think, was already busted open. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Mox was bleeding before the match started. Well, it's bleeding. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 again, they did a they did a um, a really good job of catching Mox bleeding. Which yeah. they, they seem maybe, to do every time. Maybe they just really want people to see it because Mox is just that good. That sort of thing. It's fine. Um, yeah, this is this is a super super fun match. Like really hard hitting. So good. Um, Moxley and Paige. I mean, they've, they, I say it's it's it feels weird to say that Moxley and Paige have good chemistry because I think both of them can have a good match with anybody. Yeah, yeah, but like this is like I feel like I've been frothing at the mouth for this for so long. That now I'm just getting everything that I want out of this match. Like Moxley kicked out of the fucking buckshot. Yeah, we need to talk about that. That was big. Um, yeah, that was insane. Um, it, I mean, I love I love how their entire feud is based around them just trying to close on each other as hard as possible. <laughs> I can hit you well harder, but um, oh my god! So something that I knew that I wanted, but I don't know if I'm going to get is the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club. I think... I I, sorry, I posted this. I, I did your job for you. I posted this the other day. So <laughs> we've got this. We've got a couple of storylines that are all sort of coming together here. So obviously you've got this like never-ending feud between Moxie and Hangman, which doesn't end here. By the way, Moxie wins with a roll-up. Um, like a roll-up. No, it re- and Hangman's fuming. Yeah, so this he is even no angry. Bit. He swore so much on BCE to I his think, son. I think this is going to go to like a last-man standing match or something. Or blood and guts. Oh, blood and oh, yeah, it goes all to blood and guts. Then, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, so we've got this Mox Hangman stuff going on after this match. Uh, BCC come out. Um, Moxie um, is like sort of still going up with Hangman, and Claudio and Wheeler come out, and like Hangman's having to go at them as well because they're like Claudio fronts them, and I was like, oh my god, I need that match <laughs> now. But then also on top of that, you've got 
uh, this other storyline that's sort of been playing out on social media and across all different AW shows of Don Callis trying to recruit Takeshita. Yes, and and we also have the Brian and Takeshita best buds thing. I was gonna say, but at the same time, you've got Takeshita helping Brian against MJF, which is yeah. Takeshita sort of siding with BCC. Now, if you look at the numbers, so then you've got Mox, Wheeler, Claudio, Brian, Take- Brian and Takeshita is five. You've got Hangman, potentially the Bucks, Kenny, Kenny. is four. Who's your number five? If only there was someone who could come in to make if up those only numbers. There was someone that Mox is also at a wrestling event with in March. Yeah. <laughs> they're both they're both a blood sport. They are both a blood sport. Both a blood sport. So yeah, if only someone like Kota Ibushi could come in, maybe, and oh. be the fifth man in the elite. Oh my god, please, please give it to me. <laughs> like oh imagine imagine Claudio and Kota. Slapping the piss out of each other forever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Kota, get him Kota in Kings of Wrestling with Uno. Just have them as the new Kings of Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up then, Renee was backstage. The Bunny and uh, Jimmy Hater, the Bunny issues a challenge to Jamie. They're going to have a match. That'd be fine. Um, next up then, you see a video of uh, Soraya and Tony beating up Brith. And I, I still don't. I still. I still think there's a twist here somewhere. I, I don't buy this Brit's now a face, and like everything's fine. I don't buy Ruby being Team AEW. Is Ruby sus? Ruby sus. <laughs> I, I might just be because I don't like Ruby. Ruby sus. You can tell in it next week when you see her in Lincoln. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch in the scousest way possible. Me and Lizzie. <laughs> fine. Um, next up, the acclaimed come out. Um, little rap. Yep. Uh, what did he then... say in the rap? Was it about him? Oh, was it about Joe Biden again? No, or... it was about Joe Biden. It's, was it about WWE or something? I can't remember. It was fun though. I remember. I remember thinking it was that team. Oh, about Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah, make you retire like Tom Brady. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady's finally retired for good this time for proper. Are we sure? You see what he said? He said he's going to be on Fox's like NFL coverage next year. So. Fair, fair. Okay. So I think I think that's kind of I mean he's it's it's really funny. It's a little bit of bonus NFL content for you here. So Tom Brady was supposed to retire last season and then he changed his mind and came back and then his marriage fell apart. Apparently because he went back on his plan to retire. Yeah. And he's now it'll, it'll happen though. He's now like he's now like big divorced dad energy now. Like which is yeah and now and now he's got nothing he's got no NFL career anymore he, he didn't get to the Super Bowl his wife's left him he kissed his kids on the cheek weirdly while they were sat on his knee yeah it was all kind of a bit odd mm. big, but big... more importantly we had a great match with, with Brian <laughs> next didn't we yeah, well, we we had the guns. Um, the acclaim first, and they yes. beat they beat some jobbers. The jobbers scissored, which was hilarious, and the acclaim's faces were like really good. Like they just looked so like, confused. What are they doing? Uh, so then they won in like minutes, and then there was a little bit afterwards. The guns came out, and they said they want to shot the tag belts. And then Billy was like, "Fuck no, you're not good enough." Walked off, and then the guns were like, "Oh yeah, that's it. Walk away and drown your sorrows in a bottle of pills." 
Yeah, that cut close, that one, didn't <laughs> Billy, it? Like... Billy just like froze, turned around, strode back in the ring. And that, that was a really fun promo. He was like, he was like screaming and like, because Austin was like really upset. Like he was like, oh, fuck. Austin knew he'd fucked up. And he was yeah. like almost crying. And Billy was like, oh, no, you said it. Stand, look at me while I'm talking to you. Yeah. And then he was it like, was, yeah. It felt real, didn't it? Like... Yeah. And then he was like, you think you had, you think you've got what I had? And I was like, was like... Uh, and then he was like, okay, you've got the match next week, which is again sus as fuck because like the acclaimed were like, whoa, hang on, what the fuck's happening here? <laughs> yeah. So if if Daddy Ass turns on the the, the acclaimed again, you I don't can't know how, deal with this. I don't know how to be able to cope with it. It's like I think about a period of mourning. The most depressing, the most upsetting thing I've seen in wrestling in the last like twelve months was when the last time the, when the guns turned on them and like Bowens yeah. was like on his knees, like having been beaten up, and he just like held up his finger to scissor Billy Gunn, yeah. and Billy Gunn just battered him, and it was like, yeah. oh, it broke my heart. It really did. I think I could deal with it if the acclaimed beat up daddy ass but i don't think i could deal with it if daddy ass beat up the acclaimed i mean are you ready for the, the ass boys to be tag team champions because i think that's where they're no i don't want that to be a thing <laughs> but i don't even know who i want to take i think of anyone i want top flight to do it i mean if they go if they go like acclaimed ass boys to a revolution or like a little bit after and then top flight win the belts then i think i'm okay with that yeah i i, I don't, I don't know, want i don't know why you take the belts off the acclaimed because they are red hot at the moment Still. Yeah, yeah. Just throw them in Japan. It's fine. Let's have. Oh my God! Forbidden Door. Let's have the acclaimed versus ELP and Jay White. <laughs> you mean you can do anything? That do amount of silliness. You could, you, could, you could do acclaimed versus Bushimon. You could do acclaimed versus. I mean, a Gorillas of Destiny even a thing anymore? Yes. Uh, you could but do, like, if, if you really hated your life, you could do acclaimed versus House of Torture. No, I don't. I don't want that. But I want the acclaimed and the LP in a ring together. Yeah, that'd be. That's great, what I want. That'd that amount be, of silly. That'd, that'd just be too much banter for like anyone. It'd be ring. so good. <laughs> so yeah. Um, next up, then we had um, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Brian Cage. Which <gasps> we did. This was a really good match, and like yeah. This they finally figured out what to do with Brian Cage. Just don't every let him talk. Week we say, every week we say this. I'm like, this is a really good match. Like, Brian Cage hasn't been having bangers like since he came back. So they figured out, they finally figured out the, 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 the sort of the solution for Brian Cage is just don't let him talk and just have him wrestle people. Preferably yeah. people who are really good wrestlers who he can just every now and then just grab and throw around a bit. Yeah, who can, you know, take that beating. Um, I just want to say, so I'm 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 sort of following the pwtalks.com um show recap just mm-hmm. so I remember what, what things everything and there's a hilarious typo in this in this match thing. They describe and it's great. They say that Takeshita hit a Brian Buster. That's it now, yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> Brian Buster. A Brian Buster. Like and then they describe um Cage's like sort of TKO movers and F two point five. Yep. Why have they stopped calling Takeshita's Liger Bomb the Cinnabon? Why have they stopped calling this, it that? That needs to, no, just stop it. It's got a, it's got a proper name. Use it. It's it's the Cinnabon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was a really fun match. Takeshita, I will watch Takeshita wrestle an inanimate object if I have to. Can we have him wrestle a giant man dressed in a Cinnabon outfit? That's what I want. <laughs> Can we have him wrestle Kenny dressed in the Cinnabon outfit? Oh, yes. Love that. So one of my favorite. It's gonna match- be the next day in gimmick match, though. 
One of my favourite matches of last year was Takeshita versus Lee Moriarty, which I then completely forgot to put on my end of the year matches. <laughs> the promo. That the promo was just that Lee Moriarty just hoofing a Cinnabon across a field. <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I feel like a traitor. I haven't had a Cinnabon in like six months. We should we should do that together before we go to, like when we get back from Lincoln or something. Because, I, do you know why I haven't had one for six months? Because last like last summer I was getting like two good to goes all the time. Ah, uh, yeah. And one of them was a Cinnabon. It was like Cinnabon for like £4. And I was like, I'll spend £4 on Cinnabon. Yeah, whatever. And they gave me 12 Cinnabon for £4. Oh and, I was, and I was like, I was like, this is incredible. Took it home. And I was like, oh no, this is actually cursed. Like, I've got like <laughs> three days to eat 12 Cinnabon. And like, yeah, I haven't a... They're huge as well. They're <laughs> so big. Like, a, a man of like my size can eat like one a day before like everything starts to hurt. So... <laughs> what we do is... We do a too good to go before we go to Wrestle Island, and then we just give them to Polish Barry all at once. Yeah, that's a plan actually. Uh, have you seen Barry's new tattoo? By the way, he's got he's got a, he's got a Cody Rhodes neck tattoo. It was brilliant. It's so good. I I showed my friend who doesn't watch wrestling, but who knows Cody Rhodes, <laughs> and I was like, look at that. He's like, that's a Demon Slayer tattoo. Something like, something yeah, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I know. Uh, speaking speaking of things that have been touched by the cursed glove of Cody, um, next up, um, Jericho and the JS backstage, and they announce the Garcia Guevara gauntlet. It's it's very important that Garcia is first in that. Mm. Very important. I mean, it's just alphabetical, isn't it? You know, it's just. <laughs> so basically, um... if Ricky Starks wants another match with Jericho, he has to defeat um, the, Angelo Parker then Daddy Magic, then either Garcia or Guevara. They haven't decided yet, they'll decide on the ninth. I um, don't want this. And then if he does this, then he gets to fight Jericho at Revolution. I don't want that either. I'm going to be mm. honest. Like, we're going to get it, so you know, you best, yeah. best, you best just get used to it, because it's happening. It's one of those things, you know, you're just like, I don't want this feud to ha- I think they've really dropped the ball with this. Like there are like Hank, there are three constants in life: death, taxes, and a Chris Jericho feud lasting for six months. No, because I didn't mind the MJF one. I thought the the trials of Jericho was amazing, but I think that's because it was like Jericho going through the gauntlet rather than mm. you were like them. You, were, you were like getting off on Jericho's pain basically, and that was that was better. yeah yeah. It was like oh, who is Jericho like? <laughs> Jericho with Nick Gage yet sound, but yeah, like oh, this... yeah, Jericho versus Juventus Guerrero, yeah, that that'll be a laugh, won't it? It's like WCW, yeah. but like twenty years later. Yeah, like, and it was, but like, yeah, I just, I'm just so over like the whole thing, and I think as well, Andretti is very good, but I need, I need Andretti away from Starks, and I need Starks away from Jericho. Hmm. Like badly, I think. So I think I've got a feeling. I think this Jericho Starks thing is just a holding thing while they get Daniels and MGF out of the way. And I think it's going to be back to MGF Starks because that was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was like both those guys' best work, like for a while. And like they need to I'm go back still, to, to the well on that. I'm one. still really sad the fact that MJF is going to beat Danielson. Like, I hate that. I uh, hate it's, that it's, it's, so it's really upsetting because, like, you know, Brian Danielson's like whole thing is like, I don't want to beat anyone really like he wants to put yeah. people over he wants to like he wants he doesn't want to win a title but i think give brian Danielson like a three-month title run would be such a, a a lovely thing to see also just have the rage on mjf like when he when he when he cheats to beat it like 
I don't want MJF to beat him clean. And I think that's why the Mox thing works so well, is that he didn't beat him clean. Mm. Like, I'm just glad we don't have face MJF. Remember when that was a very real possibility? I mean, they they, they dangled it for a second, didn't they? And then, oh, yeah. man, that was the darkest timeline. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of Brian Danielson, well, we got we got a little um we got a little elite promo first, which was um really weird. Yeah, really strange. I Isaiah was... did not need to do that. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah Cassidy just shooting his shot, basically. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, then we move on. Not to... Kenny's type. Then we his move boyfriend's to... back here. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, Abushi's out now. It's fine. He, he's he's free. <laughs> he can he can come and be with Kenny. Um, anyway, next up <laughs> next up we had Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher, which was certainly a match. Yes, it was everything that I wanted from this match. Like, I'm still like, like I'm still like, just absolutely floored by the fact that Timothy Thatcher is British. Yeah, I know he's got that energy, hasn't he? Like massively. Yeah, he's like the most My... Brit- He's like the most British American I've ever seen. Yeah, like I think him and Tony Deppen have that same energy. You know. Yeah, I know Thatcher's like less bullshit. Three young more just straight murder. Yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the British strong style, hasn't he? Like that, like mm. it's that, like oh, I'm gonna just fucking knock you out. Like you'd expect to see him like outside the pub, yeah, like like outside the spoons. Yeah, but this match was great. It was like you say, it was super hard hitting, really technical. Um, yeah, pretzel like, time. It was it was like a Zack Sabre Junior style match. Like it was all like people twisting each other oh, the shapes. Yeah. And there was a bit towards the end where. Um, Danielson basically just elbowed Thatcher like 10 times in the neck and then put him in a chokehold. And it was like, fucking yeah. hell. Uh, the ref was out and then MGF came down to sort of fuck around. But then he found out because Takeshi just jumped him out of fucking nowhere. Out of nowhere? Like, like, Takeshi like is a, Takeshi is a large boy. I don't know how he managed to <laughs> stealthily just appear out of nowhere like that. Apparently he was sitting with the fans, like, did not see him <laughs> at all. <laughs> But yeah, that was honestly really fun. like, yeah. And then um, the thing is, as well, is that like I wouldn't have. So what 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 got announced later on is I think I would have had Thatcher be one of his last opponents. Mm. Personally, I think that's the only way I would have done this differently. Well, we'll talk very briefly about so the the, the match for the finish came shortly afterwards. Uh, Danielson basically he was in a. You know, Flash put an armbar on him, which is interesting because obviously the whole thing is now Danielson's got a sore arm and people have been targeting the so, arm. So, so um, that's what MJF's thing is as well, isn't it? The yeah, Fujiwara. Well, F- Thatcher put him in a Fujiwara armbar, which is the same move that MJF uses. Um, Danielson like just just got to the bottom rope, uh, and then he came back out, uh, hit a German, then hit a running knee. That running knee like fucking broke a hole in the universe. It did. It did. <laughs> it was savage. Um, and Thatcher just sold it like he was dead. <laughs> Basically, he was just wasn't moving. Um, but then after the match, it was announced. First of all, MGF and Takeshita were still fighting, and it was announced that next week they're going to have a eliminator match. Yeah. What if MGF loses? That'd be amazing. Ah. Oh. And then yeah. sh- short, shortly after that, it was announced that Brian Dennison's next opponent, I think, his final opponent. Yeah, it might be because um, Revolution's quite early in March, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but Brian Dennis's next opponent is Roosh, and MGF goes and gives him a big suitcase full of money. Calls him Pero. Mm. And um, Rog. 
Yeah, basically, so he, he gives him a briefcase. So this one's free, and if you do the job against Brian Donaldson, there's another five for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, and he speaks a load of Spanish, and then um, then Jose's like, "Yeah, we'd love to." And MJF was like, "That was a lot shorter than what he just said." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Also, there's some swerve stuff. Um. Caller. That's what's interesting, isn't it? Swerve is basically going after second generation wrestlers. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who they are. Like, we've got Dustin Rhodes, Brian Pillman, Arn Anderson. Jungle Boy. He's not a first, he's not no, a second no. generation. Yeah, his dad was famous. Uh, Hook. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh my Rock God. Have Swerve take the FTW chat. Oh, that would be. Hook. Oh my God. You're onto something there. That would be amazing. Yes. Hook's first defeat. Hook's first defeat to Sneaky Swerve. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. But then you've got, yeah, who else is there? There's obviously Brock Anderson. Um, it's probably another one or two, I'm forgetting. I feel like there is. This is the thing. I was going oh. through this with Matthew. Oh, Nick Wayne. This is what I thought, and he's already done it once. Oh, I swear, doing actual murder on Nick Wayne. He did it in front of his mum at a Defy show. It was <laughs> brutal. <laughs> and on that same show as well... Mox, um, just to go off on a little bit, little bit of a tangent here. Mox had a had a match with Filthy Tom Lawler, and they got blood on the ceiling. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's free to watch on YouTube. Watch both of those matches on YouTube because <laughs> Nick Wayne got murdered in front of his mum, and Swerve was like, "Look, it was great. It was <laughs> so good." So yeah, next up, um, Jay Cargo versus Red Velvet. Yeah, which was good. Um, I, I was not impressed by Jade in this match, really. I liked Not Jade, the, sorry. Not Jade, Red, Red, Velvet. Red Velvet. I liked yeah. the finish where like Jade sort of like just spun Red Velvet around the quarter in midair and then hit Jade. As, yeah. Was, Jade's strength is like, oof, legit. And she lifted her up, up onto the steps. She yeah. carried her into the ring, which was amazing. Yeah, but that was yeah, fun. like, I, I wasn't impressed by Red Velvet. In this but match, all that matters is Jade won. She's now fifty and zero, and she celebrated. She with is. Her, she celebrated with her daughter afterwards, and her daughter was crying, which was dead cute. Yeah, it was. I really like Jade, but I want to know who. So, what number is she going to go to now? That's the thing. Like now that she's fifty and zero. I mean, is that it? What's going to happen? Like, she's not in a program. Does she go right, to fifty-five? Like... I mean, honestly, it feels like they just tread water until uh, Statlander comes back, and then Statlander can beat her. I think Statlander should beat her. But also, at what point do you kind of just have to go, hmm, okay, give it to Julia. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, right then, next week, uh, no, next week, I thought I'm just reading, I just said what yeah, I saw. Yeah, as well. Um, <laughs> the main event, uh, Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe for the TNT title. Um, Darby Allen comes news. out, Darby Allen comes out in a thumb, a thumbtack-covered hoodie. I've missed those. And jumps on Joe, basically. Um, and then Joe just basically beats the shite out of Derby for, yeah, for a amazing. large part of the match. Yeah. Uh, this was no DQ, wasn't it? This was no DQ. Yeah. Because uh, at one point they go up into the crowd and Joe just like casually picks Derby up and throws him onto the stairs. Derby and stairs just don't mix, do they? <laughs> no, like... He just like slams him back first like on the concrete steps that go up like yeah. through the crowd, which is just... That made me make a horrible noise when I saw it. <laughs> I have um, a fear. This was, I mean, it's it's amazing. Like Darby Allen has just brought out 
the absolute best in Joe. Like he he feels like like a like a a, a monster from a horror movie. It's because Darby, and I always say this, but Darby suffers beautifully, mm. and he makes it look really, really bad. And it is, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it makes you go, oh. Another really cool spot, uh, Joe was trying to get a table out from under the ring, and as he was pulling up, Darby cannonballed through the ropes onto the and table. busted it out, busted so it open it looks like the it looks like the the the, 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 the leg bit of the table went straight into Joe's yeah. face and like just cut yeah. him like right above the... I saw a picture after the match and he, he had like stitches on his face. Like, it was the... a proper gash, wasn't it? Mm. Like It was piercing blood. Um, Made him look terrifying. Darby hit a code red on Joe as well, which is cool. Darby couldn't get his hoodie on properly and just decides to do the coffin drop. <laughs> it was too like, tight. He needs to get like a little baggy, like we've got, like a little baggy boy, like one of these. <laughs> oh my god, a thumbtack hoodie. I'd love that. <laughs> he had like one of these like really skinny hoodies, didn't he? And he couldn't he couldn't get the arms like out because when he it's pulled it emo, off. It, it's the emo fit. When he pulled it off initially, it turned inside out, and then when he tried to put it back on, it was all like in pieces. Uh, it was all it was all all back to front. Um yeah. I, and then I, I, Joe, um didn't Joe wrap it round his arm and hit him with it? Yes, as well. He also slammed Darby back first onto two up ten, onto two setup chairs, which is always yep. a spot that makes me wince. Um, Especially when it's Darby, because you know he's hitting it for real as well. Like. And you know Darby's got no pattern of, of any sort; he's no, all bone. He's just all bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we have the, the bit to the finish. Uh, Darby starts cutting the ropes on the canvas. Uh, to that felt the ring. so. That that spot felt like it took too long. <laughs> it was a while, me, wasn't it? Like, yeah, and then Joe was like up and fine. Like he wasn't even down. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, Darby goes to like jump through the ropes, and Joe moves out the way, and Darby just goes straight through the table. Yeah. The table yeah. was there from there before. Um. Joe then did he like put the the hoodie like over Darby's face or something? Yeah. Yeah. And like. As they were like, they were sort of fighting because Darby's going for the coffin up. They're sort of fighting on the top yes. rope. Obviously, if you're getting on the top rope with Joe, you're asking for trouble. Joe gets him in a muscle buster, hits a muscle buster on the wood. Yeah. Which... Oh yeah, because they they did the ring. Yeah, that was gnarly. And that was it. Joe wins. Knew that the king of television is back. And he can't challenge for the belt. Darby, Darby can't. can't. That was the that was the thing. You can't have a rematch. I can't have a rematch. Oh right, okay. And but it doesn't matter because Wardlow is back. Yeah, I feel like again, these feuds took too long for me to be excited about them now that they're back. But I feel as though this little Joe to Derby to Joe from Joe's first run through to getting the belt back of Derby, I think that's gone a good way to sort of rehabilitating the the TNT mm-hmm. title. Yeah, it feels. I think putting now. it on Derby was was like the thing because Derby to me he's like the next one following on from Brody. Well, he said, me. didn't he? Like, he? He said in interviews that like he considers the TNT title to be the most important title in TNA. In um, AEW, well, he said, hasn't he? He never wants the um, the world championship, does he? Like, no, he just wants to be TNT champion. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. Now. Uh, that's which fair enough, and that makes that makes that you said that makes the belt feel big, which is cool. I think they should put it on Ricky Starks if they don't do the um. If they don't put the big belt on him, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, there's so many people who. I mean, that that. I mean, I think Keith Lee would be a good fit in there when he comes back. That's so the many... beauty of like, this is the beauty of AEW as well. Is that like because the belts feel like big deals, you can put them on anyone, and because of the people that have held them, they feel like massive deals. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I 
like you could put like not so much on mocks, but I feel like you could probably put like the TNT belt like on on someone like Yuta or even Claudio or someone like that, and it'd be like, oh no, this is this is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, right, we're going to fly through Rampage because we're running a little bit long, as always. <laughs> <laughs> but that Rampage was really good fun. Um, started out with the Trios Championships, uh, the Elite versus Ethan Page, and Zai Cassidy. Um, I mean, it's just a really fun match. I mean, the... the Storytelling fact... of this between f- Ethan Page and Mahardy is fantastic. The f- and the fact that you're getting a This Is Awesome chance for a match of, like, 40-plus-year-old Mahardy is really good to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Isaiah doing the Lord's work again. Isaiah Cassidy, yeah, yeah, I hope he got extra money for this because he he got abused in this match. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, it was a really, really fun match, like super flippy. Ethan Page is great because he can just throw lads around, which is wonderful. He's so good. I say, obviously, I say here in the books have got this chemistry and they've got this history because the private party beat the books back, back in the yeah. early days of AW, which is a big thing. Um, and then at the end, <laughs> I, Isaiah gets a V trigger. Then a one winged angel and then a BT trigger. Yeah, he got battered. And then Nick got the pin. Yep. Scumbag Nick got the pin. Oh. I mean in yeah, best, but, oh. in the best in the best possible way. Um, like the Seth Rollins scumbag type thing. Yeah. Um Oh, Eddie up. Kingston had a baller promo. Well, not Eddie Malachi Black, so like what he said mm. about Eddie. Yeah, he basically said, I never wanted you to be in the House of Black. I just wanted to basically ruin your life, pretty much. Oh, I, it makes them feel awful, doesn't it? Like, Malachi Black's, Malachi Black's like, yeah, yeah, we didn't do this because we want to recruit you. We just did it because we want to show you like how bad a person you are. Oh, perfect. Like, I want Mox oh. to come rescue him. Um, next two, we had Swerve versus Brian Pillman Jr., um, this is just Swerve hitting all of his nastiest moves on Pillman. Pillman. So Pillman had a really good match Um on dark against Roosh. I think the best thing they've ever done is stop calling them the varsity blondes and make them just the blondes. Oh, just like, I mean, like, at the moment, Griff Garrison's hurt, isn't he? So Pillman's just out by himself. Yeah. yeah. Who um, the hell's Griff Garrison anyway? Like, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, this is really just Swerve doing murder on Pillman, basically, which was great. Um, but Mogul Village got involved a little bit. Swerve does that lovely, like, Death Valley driver on the apron. Yeah, Which, he does. Oh, I love that. That's so good. The hardest part of the ring, of course. It is the hardest part of the ring. And then, yeah, he, he wins with the, with the foot stomp, which is, yeah, so it's just great. It was, I like, loved... in his face. Yeah. It was so good, because, like, Pillman was, like, lying down, and then he sort of, like, looked, he sort of, like, leaned up and got looked up, and he just, like, as he looked up, Swear was just coming right for him, and it was like, yeah. oh, it was so good. Um, Yeah, I think Pillman actually looked the best he's looked in a long time in this match. Yeah, he really um, I like his presentation. I like this. I like the way he wrestled. I love. I love Swerve. I love his offense. I love his his sort of demeanor in the ring. Shit baggery. I love everything about him. I think he's. I think he's just absolutely nails this character. This like horrible, yeah, really like dangerous scumbag character. I think he really. Yeah, gets. he feels. He feels like he's got no affiliation to AEW. He's like, I'm here to fuck everything up. I'm just like the the ghost of Lucha Underground that escaped, and now you've got to deal yeah. with it. And it's like, and, yeah, now, this is... <laughs> and now I'm everyone's problem. <laughs> uh, next up, then we had Tony Storm and Soraya versus uh, the Renegade Twins. Lovely to see the Renegade Twins back. I'm pretty sure I they're. I love them. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to get signed at some point. Like as soon as they Absolutely. sort out a women's tag team thing, um, they're a shoe in surely. Um, Tony Storm, what a pickup she's been for the AW Women's Division. Like. Talk about a shot in the arm, like it's it's gone she's to like brilliant, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's just phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Soraya, I know she's not 
everyone's cup of tea. I like her. I think she's. I think she she does a lot for getting people to look at the women's division in a, in a, in a, a different light. I think it's what what they need. She's not my favorite, but like I think it's. I think there's too many, and it sounds weird, right? I think there's too many people that are loved in the AEW women's division. Like there needs, there needs to be someone who's because like everyone loves Willow, everyone loves Tony, everyone loves everyone Jamie loves Hater, Brit. everyone loves Brit. There's there needs to be someone. I think that's that, that's they realize that they're like, oh shit, Brit and Jamie are like really over, so we need like a, an actual proper heel. Yeah, yeah. And so Soraya's like, well, you can you can get booed, so off you go. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, also, if you check out, if, as of the day we're recording this, which is Monday the 6th, just to pull the curtain back, uh, she was, before I start recording this, she was getting in a massive fight on Twitter with a load of flat earthers, which was hilarious. <gasps> I'm going to have to watch that in a minute. Love that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so obviously, uh, Tony Storm and Soraya win. Uh, a little bit of a squash. But then afterwards, uh, NWO style, they spray paint a big L on the bodies of the two Renegade twins. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, big, big NWO energy. Who's the third man and why is it Ruby? <laughs> it absolutely is Ruby. It was green as well. Yeah, like Ruby's hair. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, right, one thing I've noticed about I know I know they've made some formatting changes to 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 the shows over the last few weeks. Have you noticed how like they don't do interviews now? They just do like a little video. Mark Henry introduces like a video package. I miss the the live thing, Mark Henry. I'm not gonna lie. I used to I love mean, that. This is a bit more focused. When you haven't got like a Dan Housen or an Orange Cassidy or a John Silver, this is a bit more entertaining. I think. Mm-hmm. But I but, used to love it when Mox used to do it as well. Mm. Like, yeah. So, but I, I think the problem is you, the problem is you couldn't count on everybody to be good at in that situation, could you? Yeah, that's true. Uh, right, Daniels versus Christopher Daniels versus Rouge. Great to see Daniels getting a full entrance and everything. Um, love him. Really, it was really love cool. Him. I'm glad he's still around, which is great. Um, I think I was calling for Daniels to like never wrestle again a while back, and I'm really sorry I said that because I think he's he's still got a lot to offer. <laughs> He really has. He's just... I think he needs the right opponents. Mm. And it's just angry murder boys like Roosh that he needs to fight about. Because yeah. this was really good yeah, fun. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really fun match. Uh, obviously, Roosh gets the win with the bull's horns. That bull's horns. Oh, on a man like... On a it, man it makes of, me wins. On a man of Daniel's, of, uh, Daniel's age should be a, a crime. And, and as well, with Daniel's eye, like, stop it. No. <laughs> Stop hitting him in the face, please. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously Rich gets the big win, sets him up for um his match with Danielson. Which should be fun. Uh and yeah, that's Dynamite. Yeah. That's uh, AEW and Dynamite. Uh, and all the wrestling we watched this week. Um yeah. Yeah. Right, it's well just... I've another yeah. well, go on. Any any closing thoughts no. before we before we move on? Um Adam Cole when? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, he he looked at the revolution and he he did the he did yeah. the he did he did the what WrestleMania was a, thing. He did what was affected the WrestleMania sign. He, he was like, yeah. program, like I don't know when I'm going to be back in the ring, and he just like sort of looked up and there's a big revolution sign in front of him. It's like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, but more, more importantly, <laughs> more importantly on the Adam Cole front, um, he's challenging Orange Cassidy this week for the AW Arcade belt. That is the most important thing because Orange Cassidy's been defending it by playing Halo. Orange Cassidy's in danger, and now Daddy's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he's... Chugs, Halo Supreme Chugs is gonna come. Yeah, and... not even, not he, he didn't even introduce himself as as Adam Cole. 
he was like, no, it's Chugs, and everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, gonna... remember when, like, Mick Foley was feuding with Triple H, and he wasn't like, oh, yeah, you're not fighting Mankind, you're fighting Cactus Jack, and Triple H like, lost his shit. It's like, yeah, you're not you're not getting challenged by Adam Cole, you're getting challenged by Chugs. He's going to shove lemons in Orange Cassidy's mouth. He'll be Lemon Cassidy. Be great. No, that, that, that's going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. Um, right, so we'll have another quick break. If you're on the old Jack's radio, you could have some... Joy Division, some cardigans, and some, where am I looking? Dandy Warhols. There you go. Um, and if nice. you're not on the old Jacks, get on Jacks because you get some cool music as well. And they're a really good radio station. <laughs> news. Um, right. We're going to talk very briefly then about some wrestling news. Have you got some some hot scoops from, from the, the, the world of FIFA Select? Um, just just like. Well, can I can I can I lead off with a big one? Yeah, you do yours, and then I will. Um, then I will. So, this is relating to Naomi, real name Trinity for two. Uh, she has hinted that she might not be coming back to WWE. Oh, really? Yeah, she um upgraded her Instagram bio to just Trinity with just in capital letters Ooh. removed any WWE related info from the account. Um basically, yeah. As it just indicates that she um so this has never been so this is this is sort of varied, hasn't it, the story. So a lot of people have said she's expected to resign a contract anytime now. People have said oh nothing's yeah. happened. Obviously Sasha also Mercedes Monet has moved on. Um there's not been as much talk about about Naomi slash Trinity. Um so yeah. It looks like it looks for all intents and purposes like she might not be coming back, which is interesting because her husband is one of the users and is currently featured in WWE's biggest story. Quite heavily, yeah. Yeah. So this is um this almost feels like a different uh like a different situation to to, to Sasha. But yeah, mm-hmm. it also it looks like I mean, I think someone pointed out that I think the last time the WWE tag titles were defended was like November last year or something, the women's tag titles. Yep. Yeah. So it's, you know it's insane. Considering she walked out because of how those belts were treated, they haven't really addressed that problem. Um, yeah, I know. And like, there's just a lot. And like, it's mad to think that that was like a year ago, did you say now? Or... No, it was like last um, July, June, July, August, something yeah, around so there. Yeah, like half a year. Like, my God. Like, the, the landscape of everything's changed so much. Yeah, uh, I've got some eight, speaking of contract news. Uh, according to wrestlingnewspremium.com, pre- mm-hmm. um, Hall of Famer Arn Anderson said that his contract with AEW expires next year, but he would like to remain with the company on a limited basis. He also said that Brock Anderson's deal expires in a few months. Wow. I think he's a good staple for Dark, though. I hope he doesn't go anywhere. It like... depends what he wants, I think. Cause, like, it's And it's been really unfortunate, hasn't it? Because like he had that thing going with Lee Johnson... And Lee Johnson got hurt. And um, thingy as well. Like he had, he had um, the, the his program with House of Black was amazing. Someone, someone put a thing up literally the other day on Twitter and was like, "Remember that time when uh, Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson like main event of Dynamite?" And it was like, "Yeah, I mean, as That's fun as that, wild. as fun as that match was, like I don't think it should have main event of Dynamite. Like this was this was like peak Cody verse. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Like it's like look at all my guys." Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed oh, that though. I enjoyed that, like what that was. But again, I think 
I think he'd be like a good one for. I can't wait for Swerve to murder him, basically. So, um, Arn Anderson was quoted as saying, um, I will stay with AW as long as they want me. That's my one thing. And I said that after I left, well, after I was canned by WWE, I don't want to be anywhere that I'm not wanted, not for one minute, not for any amount of money, not for one second. Aww. He added, if at the end of the contract, if they would like for me to stay around in some capacity, I'd love to. So, it seems as though, oh. I mean, and I. It's interesting, is it? Because like out of all, it's been it's a, we've we've seen this sort of like shift in AEW over the last couple of year, year or so, like all these like old hands who were there from the start. So like your Tully Blanchards, your Jake Roberts, yeah. like Arn's the only one left now, really. Has Jake gone, or he's is not, he just I, injured? I, I don't know if he's just like he's not great health wise. I don't think. I don't think ah, he's. Fair. Yeah. So Brock's like the last sort of the last man standing of like the old guard, and it'd be. I, I kind of like that he's there, you know, if that makes sense. I like that he's there. Like, I like that Jake's there. I like that he's there. Tully can go and do one. Um, but, like, I like that Arn is there. Like, I think I think he's got a place there, and I think he looks good with the likes of Lee Johnson and Dusty and stuff like that. Like, it's nice to have, like, the Nightmare family still, mm, I think. Like a, like a little piece of that, like, sort of founding DNA of, of like, the company. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't want him to go. I hope he stays. I think AEW needs that old thing until it gets too much new blood in it as well. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it needs. Yeah, like I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, I'm trying to find. I saw uh, an article before about there was a bit of beef between Swerve and Ricky Starks. Oh, I have that. Oh, hit me with that then. Um, so uh, SRS is officially calling it a scuffle in big. In big um... So where where does that rank between like so Jeremy Clarkson had a fracas <laughs> and like and Punk and Punk and Elite had a brawl. So where are we on that? Where are where are we on like the, the sort of the backstage fuckometer? Um, I'd say it's quite light because they're okay now. So um, you say it's like it's like the like the, the level one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what it says is. Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks were involved in a tag team championship match at AEW Double or Nothing, which led to a scuffle pair the two men. Fightful Selects have reported last year there had been some issues with between the two after the match due to a miscommunication. However, this was the first time we heard of it elevating to scuffle status. Um, basically, the bit where... Um, where... Ricky Starks was supposed to do an attempt to pin on Jungle Boy. Um, mm. Starks was originally supposed to go for his finish on someone, but Swerve found himself doing nothing and thought it would be better improv to get hit and dumped out of the ring. So I think that interrupted that a bit. Right. But reading that, Swerve's right. Like you, it wouldn't make sense for him to just stand there while he gets an attempted pin. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. But they both they both ironed it out and they've worked with each other since our fighter fest and stuff like that. And they spoke to the two spoke about the scuffle while on the Jericho cruise for an upcoming episode of Swerve's podcast. Oh, so um, so they've they've properly hashed it out. Like they they they're all right now. They're, they're chatting, they're talking, they're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were both on the Jericho cruise and um, Swerve has done a live. He's done a live Swerve City pod. Oh nice! Um, this podcast is really good, by the way. Um, and obviously, yeah, you, should, you should listen to this podcast. But once you finish with our podcast, and like Damon Fins and Sweet Joe Mag and all the other good ones in the UK, check out Swears one because really, he's had like Tony Khan on there. He's had like some really cool. I'm still waiting for Kenny's one. Oh yeah, he's meant got to, cut and then because he, of brawlouts. He got cut because he got suspended. Yeah. Um, what I do want is what I do recommend is listen to Effie's. 
Weekend at Effie's, it's fantastic. I listen to because he puts clips up quite a lot. I listen to all the clips yeah. he puts up. Um, yeah, I think Effie's just like a really nice guy to just hang around with, isn't he? So I think that energy carries. That's what it feels podcast. like. Yeah, totally. So listen to Weekend at Effie's. I would, I would love a Weekend at Effie's. I think I think I think you'd have a really nice breakfast there. I think you you know you get oh, some pan- brunch, wouldn't you it? Get, you get some pancakes amazing. and like you get a nice mimosa maybe, or you know yeah, and then you can just stream some some video games with Daddy in in, in the afternoon. Do you think Effie at Big Gay Brunch will make me a mimosa if I ask him very nicely? Well, he, he talked about like actually getting brunch, like because like they always try and get like like a, a sort of brunch offering there as well. Yes. He oh said my god. One, one time it was just him going to McDonald's and buying like a load of McDonald's for everyone who comes to the show. Ah, oh, but we could do it at Moose. Oh, can you just book the entirety of Moose out for Big Gay Brunch? That'd be so good. I used to. I, I know someone who used to work there, and they were still there. I probably could have like had a word, but I don't think I, don't I get think discounts any... at Moose at the one on the dock. Oh, you do? Do you reckon that applies to like a hundred people? Maybe we'll see what <laughs> we can do. Uh, right, we'll talk about one of the big stories that's been sort of bouncing around, like a, a sort of yes, no, yes, no. Uh, this is the NXT booking talent on indie shows. Or NXT talents being allowed to be booked in shows, which is either depending on who you listen to, is either absolutely a thing or absolutely not a thing, depending on who reported it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so originally, Brian Alvarez said that NXT is going to allow talent to work select indie shows. Usually, forward. bang on the money as well. Yeah, Brian, Al- Brian Alvarez almost, almost, always very well connected. He knows a lot of people. Um, he works for um, Wrestling Observer. This is for F4W Online. He was That's writing this for Wrestling Observer. That's right, that uh, but this this all comes from um, Ivy Nile, who is going to be working Booker T's Reality of Wrestling show on February 11th. Obviously, that's an indie show, but it's owned by Booker T, who mm-hmm. works on NXT. So obviously, there's a connection there. Um, but then Shawn Michaels on the NXT Vengeance Day post show said that this was a one-off deal and was not going to be happening. Going forward. Um, but then Daddy Which Day makes wait. sense when you think about the WWE dropping all the indie yeah. things from the network as well. But then um, Daddy Dave wades in to, to save face and basically said, "Yes, right now it's a one-time deal, but the company has talked about other to other promotions about doing this, and they want to see how the Ivy Nile thing goes first." So, I don't so basically, that. Brian Alvarez has said one thing. Shawn Michaels said another thing, and then Dave Meltzer has gone. Well, actually, it's probably both things. <laughs> but but the thing is, though, like when you think about it, them dropping progress, them dropping. Is it ICW that are also on ICW, the network? Yeah, yeah, where? yeah. Where, yeah? So them being dropped from that, like, that makes me think that they don't want anything to do with indie promotions now. Yeah, and obviously Meltzer also indicated as well, if the company's sold, then who the fuck knows what's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you don't even know what's going to happen. Everything seems so uncertain with WWE at the moment. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Right, then I've got two more little quick pieces of news. One one bad news and one very bad news. So it's it's ending on a negative, unfortunately. Uh, we can talk about a good thing after those bad things. All right, well, I'll, I'll give you two, I'll give you we'll two bad things, and, and I'll leave you to wrap it up with some positive news. Uh, so first of all, this is actual bad news. Um, superstar Billy Graham's wife, Valerie, has provided some details on his recent health issues, uh, mm-hmm. and a GoFundMe, which recently been launched to help with his medical bills. Um, so apparently Billy Graham is facing now three weeks in the Mayo Clinic in hospital in the ICU. Uh, he came out, checked to rehab, and is now back in ICU again. Um, 
dealing with a myriad of very serious health issues, a major infection in his ears and skull, it may take six months of intravenous IVs. He's wow. got congestive heart failure, diabetes, hearing loss as a result of the infection. He's facing a long period of, reha- period of rehab, and his insurance will only pay a portion of this. He's facing at least two months in a skilled nursing facility once he's stabilised and released from hospital. And he's lost £45 in the last three weeks. That's not good at all. Like, oh. that's really heavy. Pity Graham, obviously one of those guys who never sort of never sort of got his. Uh, he obviously inspired yeah. people like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Scott Steiner, one of the, the sort of legendary early figures in the business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you if you want to sort of just go for me, you know, if you want to throw some cash down there, then feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that sounds like a horrible like litany of, of problems to have. Yeah. And we hope, we wish him all the best. It's terrifying. Oh God, yeah. Um, next up, another bit of bad news. Um, NWA, Billy Corgan's back. And he's no. he's bringing it, and he's bringing the heat. Guess what? Guess what's happening, Faye? What? Remember Alex Riley? I don't want to. He's back. No. Um, no. So basically, um, Alex Riley is going to be appearing on the NWA's Nuff Said pay-per-view. Uh, he's going to be fighting EC3. Oh, Wow. Is that like a well-seasoned pumpkin? Then is that what we've got? <laughs> it's 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 the who can control their narrative the most match. Oh no, <laughs> no, um, no. So yeah, this is Alex Riley, who has obviously been very very outspoken about the reason man's release, claiming that he had into John Cena, got fired. Um, he hasn't wrestled. Um, when he wrestled the Master Creator Pro in December, that was the first time he wrestled since 2016 when he was released by WWE. Um, this is going to take place at the Egypt Shrine Center in Tampa, Florida on Saturday, February the 11th. Watch it on Fight so, TV. So, you know, to uh, have all, you see, you know what else is happening on February 11th? What? Osaka, New Japan. Oh, yeah. Hikaleo and Jay White. Um... Maybe, maybe watch, oh, that's the loser least New Japan match. Yeah, maybe watch that instead. Yeah. That'd, that'd be better. Watch that instead. Um. Can we just also throw out there that Kota Ibushi is at Bloodsport? Is this your final? Is your final bit of? This is my final bit of news. Is that we got Kota at Bloodsport and Not just we Kota, got Kota. It's it's Kota versus Speedball at Bloodsport. Yes, yes, and Speedball's promo was just him stomping a, po- a watermelon with Ibushi <laughs> written on it. Uh, we also have Moxley confirmed to be appearing at Bloodsport as well. Oh, yes, and and we have Kota at spring break, so I cannot wait for the fireworks nonsense. Like absolute fuckery that's going to go down. It's Kota you gonna know he's going to the... show up at the DDT matches as well, don't is you? He, like, that's going to happen. Is he going to be in the clusterfuck? He is the clusterfuck. <laughs> Kota, he is the clusterfuck. Yeah. Bring it. Oh, man, that's going to be so much fun. Um, oh. I can't wait. I, 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 think, I think I'm just going to watch The Collective this year. I'm not going to bother with Mania. I'm taking time off work not to watch Mania, but to watch The Collective because Bloodsport is on in a very reasonable time of 9pm on the 30th of March. Oh, that's awesome. So if for anyone who doesn't know, um, every year GCW do 
a series of shows called The Collective. This in the same this, city as Mania? At, in the same place as WrestleMania, at the same time as WrestleMania. And this, they have matches, they have loads of different shows. So this Josh Bennett's Bloodsport, which is like a sort of fight club. Imagine like Raw Underground, but good. Um, they have Effie's Big, Big Gay, Gay Brunch. Brunch. They have... Uh, for, Kid Bandit's there this year. Yeah, they have For the Culture, which is like a, a show celebrating black culture. They have Joey Janela's Spring Break, which is just fucking nonsense. They have like a deathmatch show. They have everything. I think they have a, um, a, a Mexican one as well, like a... Like a... They have uh, Gringo Locos, World on, World on Lucha. Yeah. 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 Um, they have everything, a little bit of everything. It's amazing. Uh, you, it used to cost about 150 quid to watch it all. 120. It was last but, year's. Both, crucially, now you can get it all on Fight Plus for like a five or a month. So do it. Cancel yeah. your network. It's fine. <laughs> Tell them we said yes. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like, it, you can buy two whole Fight Plus subscriptions with the um, network. For the I money you spend, you would spend on like WrestleMania or like the money you'd spend on the collective previously, you could buy a month of Fight Plus, enough snacks and like crisps and drinks to get you through the entire weekend and like a nice video game to play afterwards as well. You can have a great time. Just come, just come and watch it with us. Like we'll 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 be doing watch alongs. We'll be doing watch alongs. We'll be yeah, if you want to get involved on the Discord, we're gonna be talking about it a lot. Um yeah, it's gonna be hey, Ryan might be there. Ryan's gonna be there, which is insane. He's gonna be... Ryan best speak to Kosa. <laughs> He's gonna be chasing Raddy Daddy around like a Looney Tunes character. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, oh, so, yeah. man, we're never gonna get that interview for the podcast, are we? <laughs> so yeah, there you go. If you're looking for something to do over Mania weekend and you don't want to watch WrestleMania, then give the collective a look. Uh, absolutely. Uh, right, I think that's gonna wrap us up for this week. Yes. Thank, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for indulging my. 30 minute talk about sub pro at the start of the oh, episode. Oh, it's great. I can't wait to go to the next one because of that. They've just announced so that. I'll also check their Twitter out and have a look at that. Um, tickets are yes. on sale very soon. Uh, yeah. So thank you all for joining us, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your wrestling. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>